My agent tells me this is officially a business trip since I no longer live in New York City. Besides, we'll all be more comfortable this way, and the hotel is only a few blocks from your building. What I didn't say is that from what they'd told me, Grady and Donna's new apartment in Manhattan was small enough without an out-of-town relative crowding in and taking up precious space, and selfishly I'd reached a time in my life when I treasured my privacy and found a hotel room more relaxing than someone's guest room, especially when it meant rousting the room's rightful owner. The magazine ads for the hotel that my literary agent, Matt Miller, had booked for me bragged about their luxurious feather beds and European linens. I looked forward to testing their claims for a great night's rest, even though it could never be the same as sleeping in my own bed. We exited the terminal and walked across to the garage where Grady had parked. Frank had insisted on wheeling my suitcase by himself, and I was happy to let him, but Grady and I kept a sharp eye on his progress in case the bag became too unwieldy to handle. He managed it well, only one tip-over, and the look of pride on his face when Grady opened the trunk was worth any bumps and scrapes the suitcase might have endured. I'm learning Italian, Aunt Jessica, Frank informed me from the back seat as Grady negotiated airport traffic looking for the entrance to the highway. You are, I said. That's wonderful. I'm all for teaching languages in the elementary grades. I'm learning Spanish in school, he said, but my friend Michele is teaching me Italian. His name is spelled like a girl's name, but if you say it, it's like three names in one. Mick K. Lee. That's how they say it in Italy. He lived in Italy for a lot of years. I can count up to twenty already. Want to hear? Of course, I said, winking at Grady while Frank recited the numbers in Italian. Michele lives upstairs in our building, Frank said after reaching Venti. He's cool. You'll have to meet him. I'll be happy to, I said. Grady glanced at his watch. Donna has dinner planned for 6.30. Would you like to stop at the hotel first? Is there time? I don't want to keep her waiting. It's rush hour, so it may be tight, but if nothing else, we can drop off your suitcase and have them hold it for you. Let's do that, I said. A little voice from the rear piped up. But what about my, um, present? If you leave your bag at the hotel, he trailed off. Frank Fletcher, Grady said sternly. I don't want to hear selfish thoughts like that. I think you should apologize to Aunt Jessica. Sorry, Aunt Jessica. I did promise him a present, I said. How about this? You let me off at the hotel while you park the car, and I'll meet you at the apartment. You don't have to indulge him, Aunt Jess. Frank's a big boy. He can wait. I know he can, but I can't. I want to see if he likes what I brought him. There was a whoop from the back seat. I turned to see Frank cover his mouth with both hands, but his eyes were gleeful. The hotel overlooked Union Square, a large plaza and park downtown in an area that was both a business and residential neighborhood. It was Wednesday. A colorful farmer's market was winding down in the square across from the hotel. Shoppers were snapping up end-of-the-day bargains from vendors who were reluctant to haul their unsold products back home. 
Gaily striped awnings announced booths selling apples, vegetables, breads, cheeses, and other goodies. Grady turned off Broadway and pulled up in front of the hotel entrance, maneuvering around the trucks double-parked on the busy street. "'Checking in?' asked a handsome young man dressed head to toe in black as he opened the passenger door. "'You go right in. I'll bring your luggage.' "'We made good time, so there's no need to rush.' Grady said, climbing out of the car to open the trunk. You have the, uh, address and our phone number? Of course. You really can't get lost. I laughed. You'd think I'd never been here before, I said. I used to live here, remember? I gave him a peck on the cheek, waved to Frank, and walked into the hotel's granite reception area, passing a concrete trough of grass trimmed to five inches high, the only touch of colour in the steel-grey lobby. The bellman followed with my suitcase, which he parked next to a massive column. Thank you, I said, handing him.